Um, I'm gonna put this on beats and time. Beats and time. Time and beats and time and beats and time and beats and time. Is that our new? Is our theme song? Has nothing to do with this. Beats and time and beats and time and beats and time. No, you started and then I lost it. All right. This is episode two of Wicked Wednesday. I forgot where I was for a second. I, I was like, I don't know where we're going, so I'll just let you ride that coaster. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so it's week two of Wicked Wednesday, Wicked. where we watch a scary movie every week in the month of Halloween. <laughs> Hello month. Hello month. And this week, oh, hi, I'm Laura. Oh, and I'm 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 Carrie. Was that good for you? That was great. <laughs> and uh, we hate this podcast. Yes, we do. Um, okay, so we watched a movie that I, Laura, picked that I, Laura, had not seen, but you, Carrie, had seen. For once. Yes. We watched like, a movie that I did not pick that I had seen and Laura hadn't seen. I know. It was serendipitous. It was great. Um, I had another movie picked out, but it wasn't on Netflix, so. But we can watch that. We will. As your next, second round pick. I mean, maybe we will. Like how my first round pick is becoming my second round pick because it wasn't. It always happens. Stream. We yeah. always have a backup plan because plan A never works. But next week we're going to watch my first round pick. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, so I picked The Babadook. Mm-hmm. I have been avoiding this movie. Um, and now I know why. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I definitely didn't enjoy it. <laughs> you, at more than one point in time, looked over at me and were just like, no. No. I, I, um, I do well with scary movies and it, as a general rule. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with them. I get them. Um, I, I will tell you now that the horror movies that I don't like are very gory. Yeah. I don't like that. This had barely any gore. This had barely any gore, and if you don't count the dog, which my feelings are hurt about, no, no one, one died. dies. Yeah. Yeah, so Fun that's fact. awesome. Also a spoiler, I guess. Whatever. Okay, if you haven't seen The Babadook <laughs> yet, it came out in 2014, and I don't feel bad. So, um, yes, it was, it was really well done. Mm-hmm. It was a lady director. Mm-hmm. It was her first directing thing what was her name uh i'll look it up i don't know so i have seen this movie um so back when i was in college i lived with a kid and his favorite thing to do like one of his favorite hobbies was to watch horror movies and Mm -hmm. that's how i got started into watching horror movies because i hung out with him a lot and though this movie came out my senior college when he was no longer living with us and therefore wasn't on Netflix till after I had graduated college and moved back. I had, he, like, living with him and watching horror movies had piqued my interest in horror movies, and I remember there being so much buzz about this movie. Yeah. And, like, people were saying that it was, like, the scariest movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny that we watched two, like, really buzzworthy movies, horror movies, week to week. I'm seeing a theme. Yeah. Um, I don't think next week's going to be buzzworthy. Oh. It's okay. I love it, though. Don't tell me. It's okay. Um, And 
So I was like, hey, why not? I'll watch this. Of course, at this time in my life, when I did watch horror movies, I watched them by myself alone at night on an iPad or something. Mm -hmm. So that was great. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what my situation was the first time I watched this movie, but um, I do remember it being kind of like, like, it's one of those, you, you described it perfectly earlier it's a slow burn where it just like oh it God. creeps up on it's like the you slowest know burn. that something's happening and you don't know if it's going to be from the child if it's going to be from the mom if it's going to be from this character the babadook right if it's going to be a combination of all three and like yeah something's I, just gonna happen i was never sure at any point because i, I did myself a favor and didn't look anything up about it like mm. i remembered that it was based off of a children's book or like in the in the movie, it was about a children's book that yeah. is haunted or whatever. So I knew that, but I didn't know anything else about yeah. it, and I refused to look anything up because um, I didn't want to like ruin it. Um, and so the whole time we were watching it, stuff kept happening that I didn't expect to happen, yeah. and it never went in the direction that I was expecting. So, I mean, as as far as filmmaking, fantastic. 10 out of 10. And this whole, like, you are there living with this mom and child, and the whole movie takes place at most over two weeks. Oh, not even. At most. It's like a weekend. Well, so, uh, it's a couple days, and then it's at least two days, and then the people visit, and they're like, we'll be back in a week. Yeah, it was a week between the birthday parties, so it was like maybe one or two days. There kind of was a jump from the, like, final kind of fight scene to the birthday party so that was probably yeah, was a, couple a couple days, days there as well so you're yeah. really with yeah. them for like maybe three or four days straight like every waking moment for yeah the most part. and what i really liked about that too is their their the use of uh time lapse was really interesting yeah. because you didn't feel like you were missing anything uh-huh. there were very little like there were very few jump cuts uh, in the whole thing. You should have just done that right into the mic. Uh, well, then I wouldn't have noticed your awesome <laughs> new Dyson vacuum that it's I've Jessica's. heard so much about. <laughs> yeah, it's, there it is. Yep, that one. It's the one that cost That vacuum, me, the infamous vacuum. Yeah, it cost me a burger. <laughs> Very, I'm still a little salty about it. Anyway, um, before we get back onto the track we were on, I looked at the director, and now that I did that, I am noticing that this was a female produced and directed oh, yeah. and written film. Everything. Uh, Jennifer Kent. The only men in it are it. the ones starring in it. Yeah, they're acting. Um, Let's talk about the Robbie character, who like seems almost Aww. like a kind of like fun friend love interest. And he yeah. kind so he's like, "I'll cover your shift so you can go home and take care of your sick child." And then he comes over late that night or later that night with like, like flowers yeah. and a puzzle. And he's like, here you go. And he's like, I hope this makes you feel better. And the kid's like, I'm not sick. And the mom's like, no, you're just a shithead. And then Robbie disappears Gone and you forever. never see him again. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that actually happened with a lot all of the characters. Of people. Every yeah. single character except for the people who are like, we'll be back in a week. Yeah. They're like was, child service people. It was interesting. Any character or any part of the mom, Amelia's life, that showed any interest in her at all, disappeared. Yeah. So because her life, I mean, in real life outside of this movie, yeah, her whole life is revolving around her child as a single mom. Her yeah. whole life revolves around her child, and that's the yeah. only constant in this movie is her very needy, over loving child constantly on her. So there, that she can't escape. Oh man. So there were things 
there are themes in this that I kept picking up on, which has led me to a theory. And I'm sure it's not an original theory at all. But um, the mom gets possessed by the Babadook mm-hmm. and kills her dog. Which I still I don't yeah, want to talk so about, mad it. about that. I'm, I <laughs> you're just like I can't handle this. Feel like that was. Oh, okay, Parker. Yeah. Parker did Parker, not like mm-mm. the dog. It was unnecessary. Either. Yeah. Bugsy was very cute. Yeah. Um, Little fluffer. I know, but like, I forgot where I was going. I got just so distracted by the dog being murdered. The theories. Oh yeah, so the theory. I have a theory that this whole movie is about the mom a dealing with her emotional instability and trauma from her husband being killed in a car accident on the way to the hospital to deliver her son. Yes. And exhaustion from, um, don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) And exhaustion from raising a six-year-old by herself. Who does not fit in. On what seemed to be a part-time job. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, so he's six years old, which means that she's been doing this for six years by herself. And I don't know how it is in Australia, like, at what, how young she can put the kid in daycare and how easy or how expensive it is for her to get somebody to watch her kid while she's not at, like, not at work and whatnot. Yeah, so she, I would... I would be willing to bet that she can't afford it because she made that comment about how her kid is so disobedient that he's now been removed from the school and now she can't go to work because she has to watch him. Also because her sister won't do it. Yeah. Because he's a little hellion. Yeah. Well, I wonder, her sister may not work and they seem to have children at the same time. So they could have, like the sister probably watched the child for a while but like, watch mm-hmm. uh samuel is his name but yeah it, like <laughs> she has a breakdown during this movie and she's like i don't like your kid yeah well all right so let's be real the kid is a six-year-old who's got a mom who's completely off her rocker yeah and he therefore is also off his rocker and he and he's six and yeah there's just a lot going so there's a whole lot going on there's one the whole non-paranormal aspect of the whole film about single mom whose husband died tragically on the night that her son was born and now she has to live with this son and she's probably hella depressed oh i mean obviously i'm not like you need to get over this and she's like right i don't talk about him and it's like that's not the same as getting over it and this this movie does like help her get over it like everything is resolved which is yeah that's kind of where i was going is that i think that while it's obvious that the Babadook is paranormal and is there, like yeah. it's an actual, it's a thing that's represented, I think that in movie form it's like, oh, he's grief. Yeah. Like he's oh, yeah, her could, dealing he's with like, her trauma. Yeah, like between exhaustion and right. like grief, it all becomes this embodiment of the Babadook. Because aside and from... that's why only she and her son can see him as well because right. they're both going through the same right. stuff. Exactly. And... Um, aside from all of the like voice changing, yeah, levitating, yeah, the crazy paranormal stuff. stuff, everything that she does, even when she is possessed by this Babadook, is something that a parent who is completely broken would do. Oh yeah, like I mean, it's documented every single day. So it's like, I mean, well, in the movie, when she's yeah. like, 
so like beyond exhausted because mm-hmm. she stayed up like two or three nights in a row and hasn't gotten any sleep. She's watching the news and there's a story about a mom who flipped. Couldn't tell if that was a hallucination or actually happening. Yeah. But it did happen in the United States, and I know this because A, the accents, and B, the real estate sign was for uh, that like cry leak or cry like or however you pronounce it. Um, but that's a that's a U.S. real estate firm, <laughs> and I know that because I know that. So <laughs> um, showing off over here, showing off. Got family friends in the biz. So <clears throat> aren't you special? Aren't you special? Um, Anyway, so there's a lot that was happening that I couldn't, I think that's probably what put me on edge as well, was I couldn't figure out what was, was, right, what was actually happening, what things that she was actually experiencing, and what was brought on by this trauma, and was quote-unquote paranormal activity. Yeah, and that may be why people think it is so scary, because the line between what's there and what isn't is so thin. And also yeah. maybe having to deal with such a crazy child. Because you're in her shoes. You hear him screaming constantly. That kid. Okay. Like grabbing. You can see how she's not sleeping at night because he, he grinds his teeth with her. Yeah. And he's he like choking her, on pulling top her, of her hair, kicking her. Yeah. So that happened like the first time you see that where they establish that he's like a clingy sleeper and he's like got his legs wrapped around her and his hand across her throat and he's grinding his teeth into and her he's ear. he's also like grabbing hold ah. of her too with yeah. his hand. I was just like, I, oh, I didn't like that. Yeah. That immediately put me on edge. And she's just laying there with her eyes wide open. Yeah. Which just, that, that it was very effective in just setting yeah. my, like the setting of the scene for me. I was very uncomfortable for the entire movie. Oh, yeah. And not because I was scared, There, though I will admit there were times where I was a little creeped out. Yeah, um, Babadook. Hmm. It's just a lot of, like, was, shadow play, and you can't tell yeah. exactly what's happening. And, like, the idea of, like, the monster coming after you. I, I liked that you never really got a good look at it. Uh-uh. Um, that worked really well for me as far as being scary. Uh, if you, cause you know, if you see it and you're like, oh, I've seen it and I'm not, yeah. I'm not scared of it anymore. But when you, they never really established what it actually looked no. like. He's just this, you see, you can see his face. You can see kind he's of. got kind of these like Edward Scissorhand hands. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? Do you remember Slenderman? Yeah. Kind of like it that. It kind of reminded yeah, me of that. Top hat, really tall. Yeah. Long uh-huh. over jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So it reminded me a little bit of that. And then, um, it was kind of like there were seen there were things that were taken from other movies that i have seen before where i was like oh that but they it used it really well so like the part where it's on the ceiling and it's like skittering around Mm -hmm. and you can never and it's like it's um almost like stop motion Mm -hmm. where it's a paper cut out from a book that's become it's like yeah real like mm -hmm. yeah so that worked really really well and the the light and the whole movie worked really well. The mm-hmm. color schemes. Do you notice everything was gray and blue and yeah, black? Yeah, it was really muted. Except for lights were bright. Yeah. And then clothing. So only the clothes, right? only yes. the mom's Some, clothes. Yeah, she wore like pink, pink the whole time. But yeah. it, part of it was her like pastels. I couldn't tell if it was her uniform because I think most of she her pastel was that uniform. a lot. Yeah. But then when she went to her niece's birthday party, she was she also pink wearing, dress, wearing pink. And all the other women were wearing like black blue and, and black. Blue. Yeah. yeah. And the the little girls were wearing like pinkish. Mm-hmm. But it was they different. They were wearing like, tutus and stuff. Yeah. She was mom was wearing pink dress under a black jacket. Yeah. So 
She, it was like she was trying to fit in, but she still did. There's this thing that makes her different, and that's she why was she's not part of the crowd. Also, the only one who had her hair up. Everybody else had their hair yeah. down. That hair, her hair was. I don't know if that's her real hair or not. Uh, that hair was crazy and big. It was distracting. There was a lot of hair. There's a lot going on with it, but um, I think that that was intentional. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. I like how they wouldn't. She, you would, they would shoot close-ups so close to her face so you could just see every line every tear just the pure point of exhaustion that she was at there was a lot like that so like they got really close to her face so you could see the veins in her throat Mm -hmm. popping out you could see at times like the the veins and tendons in her hands yeah it was just very uncomfortable it was just very intimate and intense and it was just about those two. Yeah. And almost all of it, like I was saying before, almost all of it happens from their perspective. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you see that they don't see. Yeah. So nothing happens in... That's not outside right, of you don't either like, one of their worldviews. Exactly. Anything that's filmed or like that we it's as the audience get to see. mostly the moms. You only get, you get to mm-hmm. see the little boy sometimes she's when in, she's asleep. Like in the morning. Oh, that's just my homework. <laughs> don't let me forget I gotta do my homework okay do your oh. homework uh, like sometimes in the morning when he's awake but it's like as she's waking up you like hear the things that he's like running mm-hmm. around the house doing yeah and she's in I think and I'd have to go back and watch it again which I do not want to do um, <laughs> but I think she is in almost every scene almost yeah or she's like within sound diff- like so when he's like off by him because there's a couple scenes where he's off by himself mm-hmm. but he's like screaming to get her attention mm-hmm. and you can kind of hear that in the background even when mm-hmm. she, like she's not right there so like at the park he's like mm-hmm. mom, 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 mm-hmm. and you can hear it and then kind of at the birthday party i think you can overhear like just them, like, you can yeah. hear the little girl, like, yelling or whatnot in the background as well. Yeah, it's all, they all, all the scenes touch in okay. some kind of way. Or, like, all the, the, the framing touches everything else. Which I think is another thing that made me feel so claustrophobic about this, is that it's you're so either tight. in the house or you're, or you're with the same two people yeah. all the time. Um, and they were probably, I mean, it's probably 95% she's in it. And I'm pretty sure a child is screaming 50% of that movie. Okay. At least. I literally never in my life have to hear another child scream. No. Like, how real he's just... When he's just sitting in the back of the car screaming, Uh, and it cuts from him, like, crying to him, like, screaming at the top of his lungs. Did you notice also that most of the screaming stuff, he was, like, in frame, and you were looking at his crazy little face? But even when he's not screaming, when they go to uh, the restaurant, Wally's, mm-hmm. the table right next to them has children just They're like screaming. screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Going and, crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. So there's a lot it's of screaming. Like the Speaking mom of... can't just get away from screaming children yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> they follow her. Yeah. And the one day that she does where like her kid, she leaves work early mm-hmm. and she has like an afternoon to herself. Yeah. She's she probably like eating hasn't ice had. cream. Yeah. yeah. So she has this little reprieve for just a little bit. Like she has a tiny little break. And then it immediately gets broken because yeah. she has 10 missed calls from her sister. Mm-hmm. And the next scene, she's like walking up her son sitting in the front yard and her sister's yeah. like, where were you? Screaming I called you so her. many times. Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. Poor lady kid, couldn't yeah. catch a break. Everybody yelled at her except for their next door neighbor. And Robbie. And Robbie. Well, you know, he probably yelled at her, but we didn't get to see it. <laughs> Because uh, she lied straight to his face. Yeah, but he was—he's was kind of the like trying he to get in there. He was trying to get in. So he was—she's yeah. probably like, 
He's probably like, oh, okay, and then, like, here's your things, and then left. Yeah, he was, because he handed her flowers, and then he's like, here's a model plane, and then he keeps the model plane, and you never see him again. Yeah, just gone. But she never goes back to work, either. I mean, I'm sure she does. I mean, Eventually. so they have their, like, fight scene where they go up against the Babadook, and they win, or whatnot, they tame it. Right. And now it lives in their basement, and mm-hmm. they have to deal with it on a daily basis to feed it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, so, again, when you're talking about how, like, the Babadook could just be, like, the personification of grief or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something how it's always there. It's just now they've got it under control. Right, exactly. It's somewhere hidden away from the public. Right. So, on the outside, they see, are not on the basement, but at the floor level. Mm-hmm. And in, like, their part of the house that they use, mm-hmm. they seem normal. They're right. having, like, a birthday party. Right. Uh, they're happy. They're getting along. Yeah. Everyone's acting normal. But, but they've still they got still this have thing to, this that thing. they're dealing yeah, with. This. Yeah. But they seem to have it under control. Yeah. They seem Which, to, to in the, be coping with it. In the past, the little boy was, like, breaking in to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. The wife or the mom just totally tried to ignore it. Kind of like how... Right. It's, it's how, like, he was always revisiting it. So right, he was yeah. always, like talking about his dad and like always going down there mm-hmm. and revisiting it and going through all of it and she was mm-hmm. just trying to ignore it so how yeah. she said she's coping with it by she's like i never talk about him it's kind of how she was treating his stuff her the dead yeah the dead dad stuff was down in the basement she was just had it locked up and she was pretending like it wasn't there mm-hmm. but it always was eating at her but like th- i mean and that just kind of feeds my my theory about it because Oh, I 100% agree with Oh, yeah, yeah. Theory. And But, like, I mean, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm mm-hmm. just giving examples for people who may... I want to make sure that was clear. Disagree. Perfect. I had the same thoughts about it. Perfect. <laughs> so, like, here's some interesting things that I put together. Yeah, she's so, like, traumatized. Parker. Parker cuddled with us on the she couch. She did not like this movie. She didn't like it at all. She's like Jessica. She is like Jessica. Parker's the guest this week. (laughs) (laughs) We made you watch this movie with us. Come talk about it, Parker. Did you hate it? Yeah. (laughs) She's making like weird eye. Bye. Now she's gone. Um, So like just to kind of back up my idea. One, she makes a point to say, I don't talk about him. Yeah. So... She's like, I I haven't moved past it. I don't talk about him. I don't talk about it. But then also when... The when she rips up the book the first time and then it comes back and she rereads it and it's changed and, more and it says the more you basically it says you ignore me more and I get stronger yeah. which is like okay great obviously repressed feelings yeah. tend to get bigger or stronger or whatever um, so there's that and then downstairs Sam had taken his dad's clothes and made a person yeah. out of them super creepy but like did you put together i'm sure you did you're very smart but like he has that put together and then the babadook as an entity is literally just a suit of clothes it's a hat and a jacket and shoes let's talk about how they have too many things in their house that are like clothes on body things in her room she has like a mannequin with clothes on it and then there's that thing downstairs Uh i just i sorry to distract but i hated that okay didn't they have something like that in the police station too somebody's suit was Hanging, hanging probably. somewhere. I, I don't know. know. I thought I, I thought I saw it, and then I immediately looked away because I was like, "That's maybe about it to could be. just." I was gonna say, if it's in her room and the basement, those are the two most prevalent places that the Babadook is. Yeah. Anyway, this empty movie. clothes. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, like that's that's a good way to put it. That's basically what it is. It's 
they've got all these things or she's got all these things that she's hanging on to and taking kind of taking care of not really there i mean they're in the basement and she clearly hasn't been down there in a long time yeah, but because she's repressing it yeah she's holding on to all this stuff and then it it manifests itself into this thing that is going to kill her yeah and everything that she loves so um i don't know i was very uncomfortable i thought that there were i mean the only thing i thought the movie could have done without was making me watch her kill a dog twice yeah that was because they fake killed the dog and then she real killed the dog and I mean, I said during the movie, I'm not fucking watching anybody kill a dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. And then they did it twice, which I'm mad about. I feel yeah. like... That poor dog had nothing to do with anything. I know, Bugsy. They didn't need to kill him. No. Didn't didn't need to kill the dog. Nobody needed to die. No. Dog was fine. She I could have, like, almost... A plane. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> oh, that... Well, uh, the airport's, like, right there. But still. It's very loud. They've been flying really low lately. Rude. Any rude? How dare? Um, I don't know. It was really uncomfortable. It it, it gave me the creeps. I'm probably not gonna sleep all tonight. <laughs> Luckily, I've already seen it and I've gotten past that. Yeah, <clears throat> I knew I was setting myself up for that though. Like I knew yeah, you fucked that up. I did. I knew that there was gonna be stuff in it that was creepy crawly. Speaking of creepy crawly, can we talk about the hole in the wall? With yeah, all where she giant starts going crazy. Australian cockroaches. Yeah, I was like, that's part of her like exhaustion kind of thing manifesting. Where can she's I tell like, you? Just cockroaches everywhere. So let me tell you something that happened to me once. Tell me something that happened to you once. As an adolescent. <laughs> Um, and by adolescent, I mean, okay, so actually as an adolescent, as a teenager one time, I remember sitting in my bathroom on the potty. I remember, I, w- I mean, I was in there. It was happening. And I just remember feeling something very weird on my leg and looking down and there was a palmetto bug. I swear to God, that was two and a half inches long on my thigh. I don't know where it, my naked thigh, I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it went. I just remember flicking it off and being done with the bathroom. And then a couple of years ago, more than a couple, where does the time go? It was like right after I graduated college and I was back in my old room at my mom's house and it was the room that my sister and I shared and then we ended up splitting up and um, it, for some reason my bed was still in there and I mm-hmm. remember sleeping in that bed and my sister had been living there for a while and I think that she was eating in that bed or something, mm-hmm. which is something gross. Something she would do. Which is gross. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember just being in bed reading one night and propped up on my pillows and I just felt something pull my hair like right at the very top of my scalp. And I like touched it and it was definitely another palmetto bug and I just flicked it off and it landed in my lap. I swear to God, I've never gotten out of bed so fast in my entire life. And I blame my sister a hundred percent for that. So when that happened in the movie, I immediately got just like, like chills all over my body. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't have a, like, I don't have a thing about bugs. I'm not, I'm not Mm-mm. like, I don't get grossed out about them. Mm-mm. So for me, it didn't do a whole lot. Um, but oh, I just met my, uh, move oh. goal. Yeah. I'm really moving a lot right now. Your moving that was... beard to my face yeah. real quickly. Featuring uh, Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. Hells yeah. Delicious. It's the time of the year. Mm-hmm. I was, if there was a good pumpkin beer, I would have considered it. 
but I didn't like the only one that was available I don't like everywhere. Pumpkin. That's anything. it would have been like one good one. Yeah, I don't like it's, pumpkin. It's it's like a dark the ones that I like are like dark with spice. They taste more like chai. I'm into that, but there like I mean, I like dark beer. You know I like dark beer, yeah. but um I either like a good heffa, a good sour, or something super dark. Yeah. Um the the options were limited. That's I was okay. kinda mad about it. Oh, fresh market? No, Fresh Market was better than Bilo. Shout out Fresh Market. Oh, sponsor yeah. this podcast. Just the beer section. Yeah, <laughs> it was either going to be this or a Rogue Dead Guy, which Ooh, I is like, good. I like Rogue yeah. Dead Guy. Um, but I, I wanted to give you, I wasn't sure how you'd feel about Oktoberfest, so I gave you options. I like it. I mean, you could just show up with beer and I would drink the beer. So yeah, I was really mad at Bilo. I almost bought um, Holy Soda Washout Wheat, but I was like, it's not the summer. Mm-mm. It's not time for this beer. It would have been weird. Yes, I, I like straight up put it back in the wrong section because Parker I was so been, mad like, about it. up your butt since you got here. I was petting her for a while too. Um, since we're on off-topic things, let's try to wrangle it back, but oh, not really. Okay. Um, I thought you would want to spend a couple of minutes talking about how, I don't know if you're familiar with this, uh, about how the Babadook became an icon for LGBT. Okay. Did you hear about this? Yes. Were you, like, I saw familiar? That. Did you... Did you know about it when it happened? I heard about it, like, or, right afterwards. Like, okay. maybe a week or so afterwards. But So, Netflix accidentally put this in the LGBT section yeah. of Netflix movies. So, let me tell you why that makes me really mad. <laughs> it happens. Accidents happen. I get it. One of the things that the LGBTQ community doesn't need is being associated with anything demonic oh for sure at all especially in this political climate that we're in now which i will oh, no longer yeah. comment on but i mean me that's probably why it I'm didn't last that long i mean but. it happened but like <laughs> the f- it becomes a meme which never dies it's gonna be there forever and then but it's becoming this like huge yeah i wrote a thing where or first off i saw a meme which made me mad <laughs> and then i read an article about how People are not letting it go that the Babadook was put, has become, quote unquote, has become an icon of the gay community. It's not, it's just a joke. Which is bullshit. It is not. It is funny, though, to have this character dressed up in rainbows. Yeah. That did There was another one I saw. It was holding hands with another character. I don't know. I think it was, it was, oh, it was Pennywise, the clown. Uh, Why? it. Because people are like, oh, you know what else? Pennywise is totally gay, so that means it and the Babadook are like totally boyfriends. Nah, or people whatever. are going way too, too far into Please this. Please stop associating LGBTQ people and the community with things that are evil. Yeah. Please stop doing that. There are other entities that you can associate with evil. We won't give you an example. I'm not going to go into it any farther. There, there are other things. I'm just saying, if you were to maybe take a knee and look on the ground real close, you might find what I'm talking about. Literally, that's all I'm going to say about it because we have to move on because I'm <laughs> you sweaty got now. You voice. <laughs> I'm sweaty now because I'm angry. The angry voice. When Laura gets angry and she gets pissed off about it, she goes a little bit nasally. I get a little bitchy. <laughs> and it's all in a nasal voice. If you could see my neck right now, <laughs> it's twitching a lot. It's snapping back and forth. 
<laughs> That's how you can tell Laura's emotions. I get a little flamboyant <laughs> when I get fired up. We'll just say that. Um, uh, oh, so yeah. Good. So, no, I saw that. It's clearly I have feelings about yeah. that. Um, I think it's funny to just, like, have a Babadook in a gay parade dressed up in gay, but, or in gay, in rainbows, in in gay. gay. Mm. Um, But, like, to go further than that, it's not funny anymore. Like, the one time, like, like make one joke. Like, Like make one joke, but then 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 let it go. Let it go. But you can't ever get rid of the Babadook. The internet can't. No, you have to. You catch that line in the movie yeah. where he was. She was like, "Where'd you get those firecrackers from?" And he was like, "You bought them for me off the internet." And she goes, "Well, that's the end of the internet." <laughs> he goes, oh. I, you know, sometimes I feel that way." Yeah, there are things that are happening that should be the end of the internet. Yeah, we were talking about something at work today, and we were like, uh, uh, "Never mind, this is not going to be as funny as it was then." So I'm just going <laughs> to give it up. Sounds good. <laughs> it what? It's not going to be as entertaining as my hissy fit I just had. No. Um, God, sorry. I already told you all my off-topic funny stories because I didn't think they were podcast appropriate. Yeah. Well, It's been an interesting week, man. It's only Monday. It's only Monday. (laughs) It's only going to go get better from here. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's good. Yep. Good. Well, now you're going to point out whenever I get pissy about something. (laughs) Oh, I will. Oh, I, I will. will. <laughs> I will do it. All right. Well, I didn't hate it. I thought it was really well done. I don't yeah. ever want to watch it again. Yeah. I think I've done it. I think that's why I didn't pay that close attention this time around. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I did look something up because I was very uh-huh. concerned. Um, about the dog? No, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, the son. So Sam. His, Samuel. Samuel. His name is Samuel. Um, not the boy. Don't call him. That's a reoccurring theme in the movie. She does not. I think probably because her son is so weird, Mm -hmm. she doesn't want people to be like that boy. Yeah, she's trying to keep as much otherness off of him as she can, which I appreciate. She's not doing a great job in the in the momming department, but she's trying really hard, and she does get better. But so one of the things that I was very concerned about was kind of the same thing we talked about when we watched The Shining. What's things specifically? So the the kid who played oh okay yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so he I was really concerned about the content of this movie mm-hmm. and this boy who's cast as Samuel yeah he's actually six years he old he is too. a legitimate six year old um, which is one probably one of the reasons why he is so good at being a six year old mm-hmm. um, but I was really really concerned about the mature yeah content that was happening in this movie and how much of it was directed to like at him yeah so i did find out that the director what did we say her name was starts with kent her last name was kent jennifer kent jennifer yep i knew there were double jennifer double letters in there jennifer kent so she was really concerned about him Mm -hmm. as well so she didn't actually she approached him with the hard stuff in a very kid-friendly way And she also, any of the direct abuse that happened from his mom, never, he was never actually in that, in yeah. the room. Yeah, once I, I like, after watching The Shining and, like, mm-hmm. I started to look for those things. So when they're fighting and, like, screaming at each other mm-hmm. and she's, like, telling them to go eat shit and stuff. Right. The, a lot of times it's back and forth, so they're not yeah. actually in the same frame. Yeah, yeah, so 
the thing I read said that it was an adult actor that she was delivering lines to who was on his knees. So she could like get the angle and get the feel of it right, but she's not actually, you know, ruining a a kid's life. Yeah. So the quote that Jennifer Kent said was that she didn't want to ruin, like break or ruin a childhood for the sake of this movie. Um, But I thought that that was really responsible of her. But you couldn't really tell. I mean, once you picked up on it, there was a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. cuts between the two of them. And you were, only notice when you're looking for it. Right. And there were some things that obviously that she probably had to approach with him. Like the, the scene at the end where she's like trying to kill him. Yeah, she's like straight up strangling Yeah. Him. And then the things where she's like, where they're in the scene together, that that was approached. I'm sure that she approached that in a way where he, he it was like explained to him. But yeah. a lot of the really hard stuff, like where she did tell him to go eat shit, or she called him Just all like these names and stuff. Him, yeah. yeah. Or she's got the like knife in her hands. That scared the ever living yeah. out of me. I really didn't like her holding that knife. Uh-uh. Nope. And I'm glad the, she got rid of it soon. Well, the part where she wakes up from her dream and she like so she's dreaming and she sees him stabbed to death. Yeah. And then she wakes up and he's like crouched on the arm of the couch. Yeah. And he looks absolutely insane. Yeah. He, he does. looked and so like, scary, Mom! but he was like terrified. Oh it, yeah. Because uh, yeah, she's like, actually holding a fucking butcher knife, pointing it at him. Yeah. Yeah. That so that she's was, like half asleep. Yeah. yeah. That was that was terrifying. Oh, another thing that I thought was really, I don't know if it was interesting or annoying or what, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, but all the different sound effects towards the end where she gets um, possessed, like the screaming and stuff that she does, or the like that like raspy throat thing. I don't know where they got those from, but they made my skin crawl. The sound throughout the whole thing was really good. So it was it was played in that sound where like, you don't necessarily notice it's there, but then they cut it off and you immediately notice mm-hmm. that it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, they played with that. They did a really good job of it. So, yeah. um, like, just in various scenes and, like, very subtly throughout the whole movie. So there would just be, like, sound going, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's it would cut. Stop. And then that's what you notice is when it stops. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't yeah. necessarily have to be for something super dramatic, which right. is where effects like that are normally used mm-hmm. it would be very subtle like if she's in a daydream or something and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden snaps out of it snaps out of it yeah, yeah. that happened and then there, there were like times where she actually like was the babadook and she was like screaming mm-hmm. those noises that were yeah. coming out of all her. those noises it's like uh, in lord of the rings when they used crazy mixes of things for the i think that's characters. what they did for this too yeah it's like how did they make those noises. I think I read something where a lot of the sounds came from video games, like Mortal Kombat yeah. and um, some other sci-fi video games that I've never heard of. But uh, anyway, yeah, I thought it was I really know. good. I thought it, it threw back to a lot of really cool techniques and, and used them in a way that was really um, original or mm-hmm. unique. I think that all the callbacks to all the monster movies and stuff that they were mm-hmm. watching, like the really old stuff, yeah. was really, really cool and kind of added to the whole, this isn't real, yeah, but this is totally a real situation. Yeah. It was just very good. I liked it as a movie. The content made me very you can uncomfortable. Appreciate I can, I can, de- I can definitely appreciate it, and I can definitely appreciate that it was by an all-woman crew. Mm-hmm. Um. I really like that. 
because I didn't know that going into it, so it wasn't mm-hmm. something I was looking for. But it it definitely adds something to it for me. Yeah, I think it makes it so much more realistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, who better to direct a movie about a mother going through trauma than a, a woman who probably... I mean, I don't know anything about Jennifer no, Kent's life, but... but like, I wouldn't be surprised if she had a kid. I mean, so she wrote a, a short film called Monster, and that became this. Mm-hmm. So, But she, I think, based it off of a friend of hers who told her... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, her about... Her son was, like, imagining Obsessed with monsters. Yeah. yeah, a single mom with a kid who was obsessed with monsters and, and, like, seeing monsters and stuff. So I think that... I mean, she's got the experience and she's got a perspective on it that I don't think a male director would be able to bring into it. No. Especially, and it, it adds it to it too because she wrote it. It's her work. It's yeah. not something that she read and decided that she wanted to do. She created all of this from the ground up, which mm-hmm. I think makes it even more affecting. Yeah. It was really well done. It was really good. All right. I didn't hate it. No. Nah, not the worst. Don't need to watch it the third time, though. No, I'll, I'll probably honestly never watch it again. Yeah, I wasn't ever planning on watching it again. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. Well, um, this has been We Hate This Podcast, and uh, I think we're done. I believe we are as well. All right. Bye. Bye.